0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Sammy Blood is the debut feature from writer-director Amanda Cornell, who based their be- his, this beautifully rendered film from her own grandmother's life set in the 1930s Sweden during the pre-Nazi eugenics movement. Sami Blood follows Ella, uh, a young indigenous Lapland girl made to feel like an inferior species when she is subjected to indoctrination and race biology in Sweden in a Swedish boarding school. Uh, Ella escapes and in doing so uh, estranges her from her sister, her family, and her culture Uh, The film is called Sami Blood, and it is a remarkable film, beautiful, it looks great, the acting is superb, and we're honored to have with us today uh, the director of that film, and that would be Amanda Cornell. Uh, Amanda, welcome to Film School. Thank you. Well, um, I I do know um, from reading about the film that this is a personal story um, in many ways. Uh, Tell us where the story came from.
1: Uh, Well, there are elders in my family who strongly reject Sami people. Mm And, um, and, well, there are elders in my family who strongly reject Sami people and can speak quite badly about them. uh, But they are Sami themselves, and I've always known that. And since most of my family... On one side is in, still working in reindeer herding and, you know, where our history and culture, uh, language and Yurik, the way of singing, is very important. Yeah. Um, you know, I always wondered, uh, what happened to this older generation because a lot of them left mm-hmm. and uh, some have changed their names and they're Swedish now and they can't talk about their past. Um, so I wondered, you know, can you really become another person? And, you know, is the place where you were born, will that always be your home? Or can you create a new one? And what does it do to you to cut all ties with your with your past and your family and your mm-hmm. culture? Mm-hmm. And also, what does it do to you, you know, growing up in a time um, when you were seen as an inferior race? And that was science. Uh, yeah. how can you, you know, not internalize that? Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I see the film as a declaration of love to, to an older generation, those who left everything behind and those who stayed, both in my own family, but I mean, this is a, this is a much bigger history yeah. than that because it's a, it's really a big part of this generation who went to these boarding schools that we had that was, where only Swedish language was allowed, but on the other hand, you could not get into the Swedish educational system. Yeah. Uh, so you were not meant to integrate in that sense, but still a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, it's not a well-known story, not even in Sweden. It's, it's well-known within the family community. I mean, we all, I think, know this from our own families, and these boarding schools, and um, so I guess I always wondered, uh, also about this, you know, colonization of our mind. <laughs> what does it look like? Yeah. And is it, you know, is it shame, or is it just, uh, or is it more about how to keep your dignity? Hmm. Well, yeah. so I guess I had all these questions, and then, in making the film you you can explore them, and then really meeting an audience, you sort of get the answers yeah. i think
0: yeah i, I don't want i wanna, I'm not think i 'm giving anything away in terms of the story, but i when people go to see uh, Sami blood, I, I want them to sort of pay close attention to the arc of this story in the sense that we start out at the beginning of the film with um, Marija Marisa uh, as a elderly woman, um, and I play. And again, I urge you to kind of. W- w- there's a lot of information and an emotional um, emotional content that's conveyed in those first scenes with her returning back, um, and and how that echoes throughout the film. I just thought the that the, the presentation of the film was just beautiful um in that regard i i I love the way the story unfolds not only the story itself but how it was told and uh the uh the heartbreak that is is so apparent um that we don't quite understand the depth of until later on in the film but um that is comes out of those opening scenes it and uh, i watched it again just and just really came it hit me you know just how important it is for you to understand her story from the very beginning. So, um, you know, here in America, I remember as I was growing up and in, in in grade school, I remember pictures of the people of Lapland, and the, mm-hmm. the, because what struck me is when I saw the the garb, the the dress, I remembered that from my my childhood, and um, you know, the portrayal of all this is very benign and and how wonderful this. It was sort of a travelogue perspective. On, on, those, on the people of Lapland and the uh, Sami people. And now to understand it in the context of what your film presents, is just, uh, it's just heartbreaking. So it's, it's just such a, and it's not a, unfortunately it's not a new story around the world. So many times people of indigenous people are treated this way and, um, but it's un, for me as someone from North America, see it in this, in this context of a Scandinavian context. But it's certainly, unfortunately, a, a story that is por- uh, played out around the world. Um,
1: yeah, I think, in many ways, it could have been set in the U.S.
0: Yes, very much it's, so.
1: Your, know, history is, is very similar. Yeah, it just
0: it struck me the sanitized version that, as a child, I remember this. You know, sort of knowing a little bit about this, these people, and not having any other context to understand it. But uh, I want to, I want to talk uh, about the uh, the uh, cast here and. Uh, it is a, it's a fantastic cast and I know that when you um, uh, cast uh, Lene Cecilia Sparok you wanted also to part of your requirement, well tell us what we, what you were looking for in this obviously pivotal role in your film
1: What I was looking for, well I first of all I I, I wanted two real sisters if possible and mm-hmm. um, they are yeah. Lene Cecilia and Mia Sparok and because it's—I mean—in many ways, it's a film about sisterhood and about losing her sister. Um, that's that's kind of her sacrifice in leaving her old life for a new life. And and I wanted them to speak South Sami language, one of out of nine Sami languages, and it's one of the s- smallest ones. There are only five hundred fluent speakers, um, so it's one of the world's most threatened languages. I I speak it, but I I'm not very fluent <laughs> because I hardly ever use it but um that's why I wanted to do it in this language um and I'm from that area so I mean are in every area there's different ways of doing things it's not just a language so I had to I wanted to use my own you know knowledge and places that I know and and so on and um and then I wanted them to be two girls who I' grown up with reindeer herding because uh, I wanted teenage girls who know how to use a knife and um, i mean it, it's a it's a craft that takes a lifetime to learn and who are not scared of reindeer and you know those tough yeah. girls and then uh, and then I wanted to find someone who would be you know um Really strong, like the Katniss Everdeen of yeah. the of, Sopni, of the Sami region. <laughs> um, yes. Because all the older women in my family, I admire them so much and they're so strong. My father always says that they're like the mountain birch. You know, the small mountain birch, they, they never break, they just bend according to the wind and you know, the snow. Uh, it's like they're made out of titan both the birch trees and these women in my family. So uh, I wanted someone who had that strength and dignity and this, you know, um, integrity. Yeah. And someone you would believe could, you know, look like 13 or 14, but still be someone we would believe in, you know, in a way she could survive anything.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: She could take care. She can take care of herself. (laughs) She can. <laughs> <laughs> well um yeah. yeah. So, and then and then someone told me if you want the Katy Everdeen, Everdeen of of Satne, of the same region, I know her her name is Elena Cecilia Sparak, you should go and see her. She lives in Norway. So I mean I tested all the girls speaking this language in the right age group. Yeah. And there's a lot of talent actually. Um but um but he was he was right. Boy, was
0: he right! Um, yeah, I, I, obviously, I watch a lot of films, and um, I, I will tell you that to watch her performance is—it's just a remarkable performance. I mean, in so many different ways, uh, not only the, as you said, her, her her ability to convey this kind of bearing of determination um, in in a physical way, uh, but also. Mm-hmm. But also, she is so comfortable. I mean, it's hard to. I really mean it's hard to quantify just how um, she is in front of a camera in terms of her ability. To, to think that she has not done this before, and there are certain tells for me when I watch a film and I watch a performance. And there, there are a couple scenes in which, and that's just going to be kind of a, a small, quirky thing for me to say but mm-hmm. when someone can kind of you know that they're so in into the character and to what they're doing that there's a certain relaxation in in their face and i noticed in a couple of scenes where where she and this is going to sound weird but she blinks in a way <laughs> as i'm saying it it just sounds odd but that 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 said to me that she is so present in that in that performance that she is so uh, uh, there that the camera Mm. being there or not wouldn't matter because of her ability to uh, to be this person and I I I haven't I mean this this uh, it's amazing that this is her you know sort of her first time in front of a camera. And uh, she's just remarkable in the film. I, I know she's won a best actress award in, at a, a, a couple of film festivals, or at least one. But I, I, I have to tell you, she is she's fantastic in this film. And um, I, I, I don't she know how he, she's such a. Yeah.
1: I'm oh, Sorry. No, no. I'm.
0: You know, I, I... No, I'm
1: saying she's she's and she's such a fighter. You know, she's such a, she has this you know, don't fuck with me attitude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm, uh, in a way, so actually I had to write in another, another scene when I crossed her because I was like, she's so strong. Yeah. So, uh, I have to, she, ha- I have to make her lie down at one point, you know, on the ground, physically. Yeah. yeah. So we can feel like, okay, she can also be weak because she's, she's so determined and she's so, I mean, she, right. So, so to make her more, you know, people feel like, oh, she's like me. (laughs) (laughs) I had to make her lie down at one point to, you know, be not always that strong and determined. That was the only way. But she was, because she told me when I casted her, like when I told her I wanted to to do this part. We did a lot of tests, of course, because she hasn't been acting before at all, Uh, and. and then when she got the part, she said, no, I said, what, what do you, what do you think? Like she read the script and she said, ah, I can do this, but I can't cry. So if you want a girl to cry, you should look for someone else. <laughs> uh, cause I can see, she said, there's one, there's one little scene here where I'm crying. Yeah. Say, okay, we can, we can fake that. You know, it's a <laughs> film. We can, we can, work we can put it. something in your eyes. It's quite common. And she said, no, I don't do fake. <laughs> You know if it hurts if it hurts, it should hurt, yeah, so I say, okay, that's a hard way to do it, but that's that's I prefer that way too, so then this will be hard yeah and um, and it won <laughs> yes yeah.
0: well well there, th- that's another thing about her performance, and this is a you know very much in part with your direction. her performance is is a certain range of this in in this performance she's never. Overly excited uh in 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 uh, and everything is pretty modulated you know sort of on the downside of the emotional scale, but she 's able to convey so much of that in that range that it's just again it 's just a remarkable performance I, I i I was so drawn to watching her physicality and her watching the way she was going about doing what she did uh her character is in and, and she 's I mean, you ask a lot of her. She is the film. I mean, there is so much of it that is she's so pivotal in in telling this story. But uh, I just I, I I can't underscore this this relationship that you must have developed with her must have been almost telepathic at some point. It just feels like this is the story you wanted to tell, and she was this wonderful vehicle for 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 telling it. Um, yeah,
1: it's really hard play a part like that when you're in every frame yeah and we're in her face <laughs> yeah and you're in the face um, so you can't so it's true you can't fake anything because you would tell oh yeah I think
0: well uh, well by the nature of the way you film her you really are focused on her face I mean that's just the nature of the way you shot this so it's obvious so obviously yeah, you need to be able to yeah be-
1: because the film is a portrait of a person yeah so I wanted to be close to her yeah um and I um, I think it was uh, necessary in a lot of ways. I mean, first of all, it says, I write manifestos for the film, so it says in the manifesto that the, the camera should be in the same breath as her. Yeah. Like, we're on her side. So there's hardly ever anything between her and the camera. I mean, there are bigger pictures, but there's not people in between. Like, you're with her. You're almost her, yeah. in a way. yeah. I think Remember. after a while you sort of feel like you're her. Yeah. I, um, which is but about- also not to let people go too easy because at some it's kind of hard to be in the room with her. You sort of want it to stop. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> no, I'm laughing as a director, like but you can't. <laughs> you yeah. have to be there.
0: Yeah. I would yeah. remind our listeners we're speaking with Amanda Cornell, and uh, the film is Sami Blood and it's opening here in Los Angeles on Friday, June 30th. That's today uh, when it will be opening at the Lemley Monica Theater in Santa Monica. And uh, please, please check this out. Uh, it's just such a, uh, it will draw you in. It'll pull you into this story and um, and you will be a better person for having seen the movie. I mean, <laughs> but uh, you're talking about the camera work in this and I, uh, Sophia Olson is your uh, your cinematographer and uh, and you mm-hmm. you uh, there 's a couple of uh, frames uh, framing shots in the in the early part of the film when we 're with christina uh, that are i mean so much of the film is just beautiful it 's a beautiful film to look at in fact, I know you won some awards for for the cinematography. But I was especially taken by the opening uh, scenes with Christina in the hotel and in other places, and getting those shots were so important to the telling of the story. But uh, tell me about working with Sophia in, in this film.
1: Uh, actually, too, we, we, shot, we shot the Paris set, set today, or more or less today, with would the main character is an older woman when she goes home to her sister's funeral. We shot that one year before Mm -hmm. the rest of the film as a separate pilot, actually, uh, you could say that was, uh, premiered at Sundance. Um, and then later the whole feature film was at Sundance, but, um, so that, that was another DOP that I worked with for 10 years called Petra Oh, okay. And, uh, Sophia Olsen shot the, the rest of the film set in the 1930s, gotcha. uh, but I work really closely with both of them. Um, uh, we the, actually one of the. Um, I mean, this is a film really told in in pictures. It is. It's not. They don't. Uh, they don't talk that much, but still there's a lot of suspense to it, I think. I mean, I wanted to make a common age story that is as, you know, violent and, and epic as it feels like growing up mm-hmm. um, with the landscape. And, you know, I think you should feel film how ha- how things feel like, not how they were yeah, or how they are, but how it feels. And, and that feels even more important when you make a historical film so you don't get stuck with, I mean, all the details were really important to me, like it's the right ma- kind of knives, it's the right kind of um, instrument from the State Institute of Racial Biology that we had in Sweden and everything. But yeah, yeah. So it's historically right, but to not get stuck with that, because <laughs> yeah. it's not a documentary. Um, and then in the, the the tricky part, shooting in a location, like it's also at a location in... Uh, in Lapland or in Sapney in, in northern Sweden and Norway up in the mountains and a little bit in Uppsala and University City and their botanical garden and university and so on. But um, with this, uh, you know, grandiose landscape, it's you have to really focus on not making it into postcards, I think. Yeah because um, it's too it's really beautiful, but you know you shouldn't be too swept away when you 're working with it, I think because it 's not a like a there should be you know some suspense in the pictures or some you know we should be with her uh and not to exoticize too i mean we this is a story told from within, yeah so as the main character is not excited about her you know where she 's from that 's just where she lives. Yeah. I mean, she 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 lives in a TPE, Guatem um yes. with her family and yes. so on. But to her, that's not exotic. Yes. So we shouldn't film that, film it that way. Instead, you sort of discover the Western world and Uppsala and the Swedish cities yes. with her, and that's more like exotic and exciting, and the bake, the pastries, and the yes. botanical garden, and these big houses and. Yes all the expensive things they have. Yeah. Um, so that was a that was a challenge, but also to make, it, I think, and also to be closer and make it, you know, physical, physical and violent and sensual or whatever words you want to use, but to not make the audience lean back. Because I think sometimes when I watch historical films, um... I think too much about you know how nice dresses they had back then, <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, and the hats and yeah. the dresses. And you know, you lean back a little bit and just it, you know, you're impressed by the environment and you know the the crane work or you know <laughs> the camera work. And there's always these streets you know where someone sells apples and yeah. you walk around, walk around and say good day and all that. And I wanted there's nothing of that. Yeah. Like I wanted to be with her in a physical way. So all the things are pretty physical it, and sometimes bloody and violent.
0: Yes, it is. So. And the film is is about so much of you, as you said, a coming of age. It's about a, a, a place that, for most people, not aware of the sort of the cultural um, context of this, and and institutional state-sanctioned racism is is a very yeah. much a, a, a part of, of the of the of her story. And her determination to to be her own person and the cost at which this comes to her in her in her family in her life and she that she was willing and determined to to uh to do and to pay that price it's there's just so much about this film it's um it's it's a beautiful film I don't know what else to say This just i really loved watching it. I loved watching the the characters the people in it uh it's a it's just really a really quite an achievement and this is your first feature length film um so yeah. uh, um you know i hope i'm it's really nice to hear that you're working on something uh coming up and um it's yeah congratulations on just so many levels for this film uh, amanda it's it's wonderful wonderful film thank you Thank you so much. Again, the film is opening on Friday, uh, June 30th, here in Los Angeles at the Lemley Monica Theater. Uh, you, and and um, uh, she'll so, so look for it. Thank you so much for uh, finding the time to to be here on Film School today.
1: Yes, of course. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, it's been a pleasure, a true pleasure. So come back uh, when your next film uh, is ready for the world, and uh, let's have another conversation about your work. All
1: right?
0: Yes, sure. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amanda. Take care. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar.